Welcome to today's episode of The Square. I'm really excited to be joined by Femi Kareem. We brought in the big guns because he's going to be leading a panel on design build. Um, and with his experience in aviation architecture, tell me a little bit about what, what your experience is. Yeah, so I've been in aviation architecture for about 15 years now. I've worked on all different types of projects, all different types of sizes. So I'm really looking forward to leading this conversation. Well, and design build isn't necessarily a new way of doing things, but it's becoming increasingly more popular. Yeah, it is, especially with the times now. Everyone wants everything like tomorrow yeah. or like yesterday <laughs> or the day before yesterday. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is really it's really about making these projects in the term of collaboration and making them come to life a lot quicker than what you used to see. I can't wait. Make sure you stay tuned for the upcoming panel on design build. Hey guys, my name is Femi Kareem. I'm architectural staff here at Corgan, and we have an exciting topic here today. We're going to talk about design build. Before we do that, let's introduce ourselves. Thanks, Femi. I'm Jonathan Massey, uh, managing principal with the aviation team uh, based here in Dallas uh, with uh, 27 plus years of experience of doing work around the world. And I'm Harper Bateman. I'm an associate principal on the aviation team here in Dallas. And I've been working at airports uh, mostly around the United States, Atlanta and uh, DFW most recently. And I've been working here for 21 years. And I'm Brent Kelly. I'm also a managing principal in the firm and based out of our LA office. I've been working at the firm for over 30 years and in the last 15 years specializing in design build. My name is Ross Payton. I'm a principal uh, in the aviation studio. I've been here 25 years and been working in different locations like Dallas, Atlanta, Nashville most recently, and Omaha. Well, as you can see, we have a wealth of experience up here. So what is this design build project? Design build is a procurement method that has become the delivery method of choice at airports across the United States. It was originally used to deliver mega terminal projects, but now it's been used from all types of projects from small to big. A team of designers and constructors, they work together and instead of being on opposite sides, they start from the beginning together, the design process. Mm -hmm. Given the change of dynamics, you know, with technology and the way that we're working, obviously a global pandemic, this has given us an opportunity where we can hear from our global aviation experts. So let's see what design build and what it is and how we can add to that. Why the increased emphasis on design build delivery at airports versus more traditional uh, delivery methods? Yeah, design build has become a lot more popular recently, and I think there are a lot of drivers behind that. First, I think schedule is paramount to a lot of owners. And how best to meet the schedule, but pair the designer and the builder together, using their values they bring to a project, and taking themselves out of the middle. You know, and, and really that starts to fast track the project. You really allow the, the builder and the designer to be innovative in how they deliver for that owner. Um, it's very key though that, that the designers stay intact the whole time. I mean, you make decisions early on in the project, right. but those decisions need to be valued and carried forward. But if things change, which they always do, that designer needs to work towards making that right to meet the design intent. A good example is in Nashville, we were working with the client and the uh, contractor, and we were making decisions early on well, we had the design intent in place, but when the, when the sub got on board, 
they had a different way of doing things or there were limitations to the materials we were using. But we were able to work with them to help meet the design intent and achieve the contractor's installation methods. So. That's awesome. And now when you talk about design, the term design excellence comes to mind. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean to you all? Well, I'll jump in on that one. You know, design excellence is really the taking the culmination of the ideas and bringing the, the best practices and the innovative concepts together uh, so that you achieve and meet the expectations of the project. It's really kind of a twofold thing in that you're looking to do great design, which we always strive for, but you're kind of wearing a second hat because you have to think about the implementation of that design. And collectively together, what you're trying to do is bring out all the best parts, achieve that really exceptional outcome in all parts of the delivery, all the way from start of programming and design all the way through construction. In fact, until you hand the keys over to the owner. And it's really looking at that expectation of the owner and meeting or exceeding that expectation. And just kind of summarizing, it's really kind of finding the right design solution for any given project. Right, so when you think about any given project, what term comes to mind is the team interaction. So what is different about the team interaction in a design build method versus any other project delivery? Well, I would say that um, as in most things in life, it's all about relationships. So um, in, in three of the most popular delivery methods being design bid build, CMAR, and design build, um, it's, it's all about what the relationships are between the owner, the design team, and the build team. Exactly. The most traditional being the uh, design bid build, that's actually the most anxious, the most cantankerous one of them all because um, the, the design team is brought on early they uh, come up with the design, work with the owner, develop it all the way through before the build team is ever brought on board. So when the build team finally gets around, they have to try to catch up to where everybody else is on the design. And there's all this history of how and why decisions were made that they have to, to deal with. Um, and then there's always some kind of, well, we think it should be this way, and we think it should be this way. Um, and the contracts are set up that way. So each, the design team and the build team all have contracts directly with the owner, but not with each other. Similarly, CMAR has the same kind of contracting method, but that build team is brought on early on in the process. So there is a lot more interaction. They get a lot more history of why things are being designed the way they are. And the design team gets the benefit of having the build team help them with some of those constructability issues that Brent was referring to so that we're all working towards that same goal. The thing about the design build, bid build and the CMAR projects is that you never really were dating before. So this is kind of an arranged marriage kind of exactly. thing that um, <laughs> the owner gets to choose how you're gonna to come together. So yeah. you, don't, you don't get to decide. Um, you have to build that trust as you go through the process. Whereas in a design build situation, the build team and the designers choose to be together. They've worked together in the past. They've got exactly. a lot of respect for each other. They have that trust there. So they're coming into it with eyes wide open. Um, and there's just no, no um, substitute for the relationships that you have. So when you think about that, it really becomes more of a family relationship. Mm -hmm. And we think about family, you're always with them, right? So in that aspect, is co-location a necessity for a design build project? Well, it's, it's not a necessity, but it certainly helps. So mm -hmm. to continue the theme as, as we've been talking about, the, the advantage of design build and why it makes sense for aviation is because you're, 
you're planning, designing, building, all at the same time, right? I mean, in the planning and design phase, you want the contractor to see what's going on because they influence the planning and design phase. When you're building, you still want the designers and planners on board so that you can adapt to things as you go along. So the fundamental nature of it, particularly in aviation where things change so much, like, like Ross mentioned, um, the advantage of being together right, is, is that you can, you can adapt and you can have those incidental conversations um, you know, an inspiration can't be scheduled, right? You can't just, <laughs> just come, you know, say, well, next Thursday during the meeting, I'm going to have a great idea. But if everybody's together, <clears throat> you know, you could grab somebody when you have something and go to the board and write something out. It, it helps. And when you're in a dynamic environment and things are changing constantly and things are coming at you from all directions, it just helps to be there together to, to combat it as a team. That's a great point when you say that that's, that type of stuff can be scheduled. Uh, in that aspect, what experience has have you guys had in co-location with the builder? Does it really enhance the design process and also the construction? Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, having done that uh, on several projects, you know, there is great benefit in being co-located and the team learns more in, in being co-located. The other thing is that you get that great experience of working beside construction experts. Mm -hmm. You get a glimpse into those challenges that they have to face in the field and it gives you a better understanding and appreciation when you look at the design aspect. You know, having done this for several projects such as Sacramento Big Build and the LAX Midfield Project, we've done that and we've been embedded together not only with the contractor but also with the owner. So there's nothing like sitting in, in a meeting and grabbing a pen and paper and sketching up ideas and concepts with the designer, the builder, and the owner all sitting around the table. It gives you that input and it gives you that buy-in, especially up front. And that's the key is getting that buy-in up front before the work is ever put on paper. So it allows you to really express those ideas, decide and discuss the merits behind each idea and with the owner setting there, that early buy-in is especially important because it speeds the decision-making process. So we've certainly uh, had great experience, and I think the simple answer is yes, it actually does enhance the design because you're able to really focus in on the strategy you want to use for the ultimate implementation of that design. Everyone's bought in on the same roadmap. Exactly. Exactly, and that's a great point because you know the projects that we're doing today, they're, a lot of times they're fast track. We want things like tomorrow. So can you guys speak a little bit about why is it important to assemble the whole design build team at the beginning of the project and how that enhances that decision making process? Well, as to add on to what Brent was saying, I mean, it's, it's about the efficiencies that you gain. So um, along with the trust and the respect that we were talking about earlier, um, by having the whole team um, that has worked together before, we, we know how people are working, if we are able to gain some efficiencies in both materials and design, uh, schedule and budget, all the better for everybody all the way around. So having some of the subs on board early, depending on, on what the rules are and, and where the project is located, having those subs early helps to provide a much more efficient design because we know what the materials are gonna be. We know what the equipment is gonna be that's gonna go into those rooms. We always have to design to be flexible in the future. So there, there is some of that that goes into it, but to know ahead of time that an air handling unit is gonna be a certain size, so it needs to fit in this size room rather than, well, let's, let's 
increase the size of that <laughs> just in case something else is chosen. You know, it just helps to, to make a better um, product in the end for the owner. The, the other thing is with schedule, we're right there sitting with each other. We know what is going to affect, um, what the lead times are going to be. We can be more informed on that from our build partners so that um, that ultimate opening day, especially in an active airport, is one of the most important things. Um, and, and with that schedule, having the ability to get with the design build partners and they can do some of the discovery ahead of time. I think about a project um, out at DFW with the very large renovation of multiple terminals out there that having those build partners on board early, they were able to discover some things that we wouldn't have known if they weren't on the team with us. So, so that is an efficiency that's gained as well. And then of course budget, they're always there in the room with us telling us that's gonna affect the budget in this way up or down, and, uh, and we can react to it very quickly and before anything becomes an issue. That's a great point. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I think that's a good point. Um, I think back to how many times have we over-designed something right. because we had to plan for the worst case scenario right. only to lead to redesign once you actually get the contractor on board. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah, and when you think about the final product, how does the design build delivery method actually enhance that or make that better for that final product? Well, I think what's important to understand about the design process is um, that it's iterative, right? And when, at the end of the day, the, the architect and the design team want a successful building. Now, when an architect is doing a design in a vacuum, you know, away from the builders or away from trades, uh, or sometimes away from the end user, it's, it's easy to go in a certain direction and sometimes that needs course correction later on. But when, when we have the input of the builders and the contractors from the beginning, um, we can target still achieving our vision, but something that's in alignment with what the realities of the project can achieve. And th that, that is that it makes everybody more successful. So we, we had a, a really good example on the renovation of Dallas Love Field, where we had a challenging condition. We had, we had created a ceiling detail um, that was proving to be a bit difficult to install uh, the sprinkler system. So we, this was brought to us. We worked with the installer. We worked with the manufacturer of the ceiling system to actually create a new system that enabled us to achieve the exact same look, but it was installed much easier and much quicker. And in fact, that system is now offered by that ceiling manufacturer as a product, right? So that's a good example of how good design and innovation can come from proactively working with your installers and your builders. Absolutely. Yeah, and when you think about it, that goes back to budget and schedule, right? And those are things are always a concern in a project. How does this design build delivery method enhance that or make that better? Wow. Uh, so I think Harper and Jonathan really touched on this a lot, and it really comes down to working together. You know, pre-con is one of those phases in design build that I think is very important to this topic. I mean, from the planning level efforts through design, the contractors there with you, uh, you're establishing a budget early with the owner and you're all working toward the same goal. Uh, what's been really interesting for me is sitting through design workshops with not only the contractor, but the owner too. And we're talking about design options and the contractor in real time is able to give what the cost implications are based on decisions being made. 
which that's invaluable, especially for an owner or design team really coming together and making decisions early on. So one of my favorite phases in design build is that pre-con phase. Um, I think it's, it's paramount, but we can't lose sight of the goal and that's the budget schedule and we're all working toward the same goal. So as we wrap up, there's one question I really like to ask you guys, why design build? For me, I think it's the relationships that you create and you're capitalizing on everyone's value they bring to the project. For me, I think it's the development and the innovation that you can achieve together versus ideas being segregated or siloed. And, and being that fact that is a kind of leaning against Ross here is there's no I in team mm -hmm. and the team is what makes the difference. Adding on to that, I would say the efficiencies gained by having everybody on board all from the beginning. Yeah, and to kind of wrap that up, I, I believe really, for particularly for aviation projects, which are so complex and say take such a long time to do, that there's a constant need to plan, design, and think about building all the way through the process. So to have all of those different perspectives and voices together, working together as a team, really delivers the best project. Well, thank you guys for a wonderful conversation. Mm -hmm. And thank you all for joining us. If you have any docs or questions, leave them in the comments below.